Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The home for nerds, geeks, and freaks. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Hello, kiddies. Your old pal here, the Joker. Talking to you about Riley and Kimmy. When I'm not out trying to kill the Batman, I like to sit back with a nice Keontae and listen to Riley and Kimmy. I might kill them. <laughs> well, I am happy to report we survived. That's right, we survived Free Comic Book Day 2015 at Smash Comics and Games in the Seminole Town Shopping Center in Sanford, Florida. I am your host, Patrick Riley. Kimmy is with me, and yeah, we spent the entire day uh, talking about one thing and one thing only that we really love. As you know, I'm quite keen on comic books. Especially the ones about superheroes. Yes, it was a free comic book day and a lot of comic books. A lot of superheroes, cosplayers, artists, and fun surrounding the world of comic books and nerdom. And we saw a lot of nerds, a lot of freaks, a lot of geeks, a lot of artists, a lot of fun people. We fit right in. We felt like we were with family. And that's at Smash Comics and Games in the Seminole Town Shopping Center in Sanford. And Kimmy and I had the pleasure of talking with a lot of people. Right now, let's go and find out what happened during this fun adventure with a Riley and Kimmy show. On location at Free Comic Book Day in the Seminole Town Shopping Center at Smash Comics and Games. Kimmy, can you believe all the things that are going on? No, it's great. It is fantastic. Matter of fact, it's Phantasmagoria fantastic, isn't it? Oh, yeah. And next to me, two members of Phantasmagoria. I have Byron and Pandora next to me. Hello. Hello, hello. Hi. How are both of you today? Exhausted. <laughs> now, you've been performing here at Smash Comics. Yes, we, uh, we just finished doing one of our stories, Captain Murderer, and this lovely lady, Pandora, just finished doing an amazing cello solo for us. Fantastic. Yep. <laughs> now, how long have you been part of Phantasmagoria, uh, Pandora? Uh, since the beginning. Really? Yep. So you've been you know, a long time now, and you love it, obviously. Yep. Uh, what is a difficult thing doing what you're doing? What is something really hard uh, to do, either in character or uh, a dance or a performance, something that's really difficult? Um, it's really knowing what your character would how how your character would react to each certain thing in the show, okay. or staying in character when people it like in special events like this um, when people are asking you questions about a bunch of different things and you don't know where to go with it. So okay. now, Byron, you're one of the founding members of Phantasmagoria, mm-hmm. correct? Uh, fictionally and in reality, yes. Okay. <laughs> what gave you the idea? What what caused Phantasmagoria to come to be? Do you want an answer from Byron or an answer from his alter ego, John? Let's go Byron first. Okay. Well, in ancient times, this goes before the birth of Christ, we were wanderers. We were the actual wanderers that walked through Greece telling stories. Okay. None of us knew the other one ever existed. And then it was about 500 AD, I'd say. And I was an actor in the city Dionysius, where I met Cyril. And we saw each other from across the arena, and we knew that we were of the same race. And we knew that if there were two of us, there had to be others. So we have spent the last 20 centuries 
searching out members of our family, Phantasmagoria. Whoa, you sucked me into that. Wow, fantastic. Now let's go to the alter ego. Alter ego, what is the answer? What caused Phantasmagoria's creation? Well, a lot of us have been working together forever, um, or I had known us. Like I met Gina the first time when she was about nine, I think, is when I first met you, but we weren't working together I don't yet. remember that, yeah. but yeah. sure. <laughs> and um, I had this idea for a storytelling troupe. I've had it for many years, but I didn't know what form it was going to take. And then it literally was a trip to Atlanta, and I started having these ideas about um, mixing dance and puppetry and circus um, and horror together. Whoa. And I called my partner, Seth Kaberski, and I said, Seth, I've got this idea for a new show. And we had been doing some wonderful shows, but they were all like, you know, produced Broadway shows and things like that. And he said, John, I miss us doing the textured pieces, the pieces we create ourselves. So we went about doing it as a one-year experiment. It was just going to be one show, Phantasmagoria. Okay. And about half Halfway through the show, people were saying, so what are you going to do next year? And we all stood together in a big circle holding hands on the last day of performance and went, should we do this again? And everybody was like, yes. And I said, okay, but we're going to do it new every year. Whoa. So every year we write new stories. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I, what I have seen, I have not seen all your performances yet. I'm going to right. catch up you know, when you're out and about oh, and stuff yeah. like that. But it's unbelievable. You know, you have fire breathing at yes. certain locations. Yes. You have stilt walking. And it just goes on and on yeah. and on. Yeah, yeah. We, we have Ariel. Gina herself. I mean, Gina is a dancer. She is a chorus member. Uh, we've developed this character of Pandora around her. She is a live cellist. We have another live cellist in the show. Um, I mean, so she does all of it. She's up in the air half the time on the Lyra doing aerial work for us in our main shows. Yeah. I guess you're not afraid of heights, right? No, not really. <laughs> okay. I mean, is that when you were real little, did you say, I'd like to be in a circus kind of thing? Was that or dance? What was what was um, the spark? Or? Well, yeah, my mother's side of the family are all dancers. So I actually was raised until I was about six in a gym, in a, in a gym like a gymnastics gym, because both my mother and my father were coaches. Okay. And then I went to my mom one day, and I was like, I'd rather be dancing than doing gymnastics. So... That's when she went back to teaching dance, and so I started dancing, and I kept dancing, and then I, I, I had always wanted to just like run away and join a circus, like that's oh, was one of my oh. fantasies, and then um, one of my dance studios offered uh, silk and lyra classes. Mm -hmm. So I started taking them, and then I fell in love with that, and that's how this happened. Wow! Now, John, mm -hmm. how did you start? What was the? Was there a certain thing that got the showbiz bug in you? Was it a play? Was it a TV show? A movie? A performer? Live performance? Something that got you there? Well, I always loved movies. I mean, I was drawn to movie acting all the time. Back then, I was I was into Mickey Rourke before his weird phase. Okay. This was the first phase of Mickey Rourke. But honestly, do you really want to hear the real answer? Yes, I want the real one. Yeah. I was in high school. I was a straight dude. It was to get girls. Oh, I mean, the total whoa. reason. Not kidding. Not kidding. It that was, was to, it. it was to meet some wonderful ladies. They were the most incredible intelligent ladies in the high school okay. were all members of the theater troupe. And so that is how I got involved. That's absolutely, believe it or not, the truth. So I was drawn in by my friends who were ladies. Oh, come and come and do this. Come and do this. Come and do this. I went, sure, why not? You know, I followed them there. And then my very first show, uh, which was The Crucible, uh, where I played the heavy, and I've been playing the heavy for the rest of my life, um, I fell in love with acting. And so wow. that's what did it. Yeah, so it really it was my friends. So it was never like romantic ladies. It was never okay. like, you know, but it was all my friends who were women in high school were all doing theater, and they're the ones who dragged me in. Yeah. You know, I can kind of, I now can consider you a living, breathing Orson Welles. For me. <laughs> I mean, you are, in his thinner days, yeah, you're please, a living, you. breathing Orson Welles. You know, wow, that is so cool. Well, it's, it's, it's been a wonderful trip, and I've had some great teachers along the way. There was a woman back there in high school, her name was Dora Malone. 
Valero. She has passed away since. She gave me this love. So, nice. Yeah. Nice. Now, where will Phantasmagoria be in the next you know month or two? Is there some quick locations that you can uh, mention? By the oh, way, yeah. I have your website on our sure. website, uh, RileyandKimmy.com. Yeah. No, we have a ton of performances. We're opening, uh, doing the opening ceremonies for the Orlando International Fringe Festival on May 13th. We'll be performing Atmosphere throughout the Fringe Festival. We'll be doing Kids Fringe throughout the Fringe Festival. Wow. We're going to be um, performing with the Cog is Dead on uh, June 1st in Daytona and June 6th in Deland. We are, are going on tour. Um, starting in July, July 24th, 25th, 26th, we'll be at the Lounge Shakespeare Center, and then we go to Atlanta with the show. Oh my um, and then we come back after that, and we start rehearsing Phantasmagoria 6. So, yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That is unbelievable. And more information also available at your website, Absolutely. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, PhantasmagoriaOrlando.com, or come find us on Facebook, uh, Phantasmagoria Orlando. Okay, and we have links right on our website, RileyandKimmy.com. We will be seeing you in the Deland performance that you have coming up on uh, June 6th. We've heard so much about that, and some people in Deland said, you got to see him, you got to see him. And we well, I appreciate you talking with us, Pandora. Thank you. Thank you very much, and I'll let you get back to all the activity here at Smash Comics and Games. We continue with the adventure at Smash Comics and Games. We're right in front of the Riley and Kimmy Show booth. Kimmy's with me. Kimmy, let me just get a quick uh, hello from you real quick. How are things going at, at Free Comic Book Day? Great. It's fun. Right now, I have the honor of having one of the best cosplayers I know of in Central Florida standing right in front of our booth, and here he is. I'm going to be talking with Bill. Bill, you are one of the best cosplayers I've ever encountered. The way you interact with children and all, all people, adults of all ages, is just unbelievable. And I know you do a lot of charity work, and I just, it, I'm proud to be around you and, and have actually cosplayed once with you. It's great. Thanks, Riley. Thank you for the compliments, and thank you for coming out today for Free Comic Book Day. It's a great turnout. The store is getting a lot of business. We have a good number of artists and customers. Free Comic Book Day is always a great event because it's not technically a charity event. We're doing it just for fun, for the benefit of the store. So we can maybe experiment with new costumes, try something different, maybe try a few new lines on the kids. Okay. Now, how long have you been cosplaying? Cosplaying? Probably since around 2004 or five, Ooh. I started back with cheaper costumes like Ryu from Street Fighter. That's an affordable costume. Okay. And then I didn't get into charity work till around 2008. Okay. A friend of mine, good friend of mine, I'll name drop T.J. McDonald. He let me borrow his Reed Richards costume from Fantastic oh, Four, man. and he wanted me to help out with Toys for Tots. Now. It's a skin-tight bodysuit, spandex, of course, and I was very withdrawn, quiet, and it was very... I needed a lot of courage to come out and help out this event, but he was there with me, and just through a little bit of experience and just getting used to being the center of attention, having people look at me in skin-tight clothing... You just get used to it. Right, right. You get comfortable. I, and plus, if people are thinking about cosplaying, there are plenty of things you can do, either makeup or a mask if you have a little bit of intimidation. I know uh, one of the first times I encountered a guy by the name of Chris Hall, a great cosplayer, mm-hmm. um, he came up to me. I was doing Tony Stark, and he's like, you're a brave man. And I go, why? And he goes, you're not wearing a mask. You're doing something without a mask. He goes, that is brave. And I thought, really? And he goes, yeah. And I never thought of that, actually. There is truth to that. When I'm Reed Richards, my face is shown, and Reed is more of a quiet, boring type, so I try to stay in character. But when I'm in Spider-Man in that mask, there's something very freeing about being anonymous. 
about people not being able to recognize you when you're out of costume. So sure, I can act sillier and goofier, and maybe you won't get a laugh. Maybe some people will just groan, but the kids get a kick out of it. Right. So there's really no sense of embarrassment. You can really hide who you are. Now, when I look at you as Spider-Man, I see, I mean, it's like I'm actually seeing a cartoon, an animated piece coming alive. Do you watch either the, the cartoons or the movies to just kind of get a little bit of the characters or some study you do, a little you know, acting study? Uh, yes, although I wouldn't necessarily call it study. I love Spider-Man. I've watched the cartoons. I've watched the movies. I do need to catch up on the latest season of Spider-Man Web Warriors, but... Spider-Man's one of my favorite heroes. I like his sense of humor. I like his style. So I try to mimic that. I try to act the fool or act like a ham. Spider-Man in the comics will do anything for the kids to get a laugh, to maybe make a fool of himself. So I try to be in that character. And sometimes the jokes work, sometimes they don't. But a lot of times they're just groaners, and that's intentional because that's Spider-Man's style. He does that to throw off the bad guys. You give them a bad joke, and then you can sucker punch them. <laughs> you know, that's one of the things I liked about Andrew Garfield. When him over McGuire, he seemed to get that, you know, that snappy wit going more. Yes, I love that in the second movie. One of my favorite parts was when he was fighting Electro in downtown Times Square, and he's hosing him down with the fire hose, and he's got a fireman's yes. hat on. Yes. I think he said something, some witty line that I forget, but then he... Turned off the hose and he kind of slung it around like a holster, put yeah. it on the side. That is Spider-Man. Yes. When he's in control of the situation, he just hams it up and goofs around. It's he, Spider-Man's like a big kid. He really enjoys it. He doesn't want people to fear him. He wants the city to embrace him. I think his comedy, his humor, is a way to disarm people and see him as a just a regular guy. And you must be excited that Spider-Man is probably going to be in Civil War. Very excited. I, I do enjoy the Tobey Maguire, and I did really enjoy the Andrew Garfield movies, but I'm really looking forward to seeing what Marvel can do with Spider-Man. I've loved their writing and what they do with their characters. I really want to see how they'll handle this. I'm told it's not going to be another origin story, so he's right. already going to be fleshed out. And they're trying to cast someone really young so he will look like he belongs in high school. Right. No disrespect to Tobey or Andrew. But they're in their mid-twenties. You can easily tell they belong in college. Right. I would love to see an actual teenager playing an actual teenager. I agree. I think that would be fantastic. Now, I'm going to ask you just a nerd question here, switching for a second off of cosplay. What is your favorite superhero TV show that's on right now? What is your favorite? If you had, it's one you do not, if the DVR didn't record it, you would be upset. Oh, you're putting me on the spot. Oh. No, I'll give you an idea. Kimmy's favorite was Constantine, and she was right. so upset Constantine got, because she liked the guy who played Constantine, yes. okay? And she was upset that it got canceled, totally upset. Now I think she's leaning Daredevil as probably her, is Daredevil your top? Okay, Flash, okay. All right, Flash is mine probably, to be honest. There's so many good ones right now, and it's a great era to be living and growing up in with all these heroes, superheroes on TV. But my favorite is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, wow. Okay. And reason why, I love Agent Coulson. I like his kind of dry demeanor, his dry humor. But I also love knowing that anytime there could be a cameo by someone mm. from the MCU universe, uh, Maria Hill, Sif, uh, Nick Fury. I'm sure we probably won't see Captain America or Iron Man on there. Just hearing them talk about them or maybe... A, a reference of some sort when they went and cleaned up after Thor's mess in the dark right. world 
I love knowing that it's really connected to that world. And I like that it's really becoming more super-powered with Sky and her powers and uh, Deathlock and his powers. I, I love the connection with the Marvel Universe. And I think it would be interesting. Well, I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but there's maybe a conclusion to something that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s been doing in the new movie which I yes. have a feeling they will take S.H.I.E.L.D. into a different area. Yes. I, I won't spoil. I assume you've seen Age I, of I, Yes, oh, okay. it's the, the Theta Protocol, and right at the end, and spoiler alert if you haven't seen the episode, Agent Coulson ends the episode with, yeah, it's just time to call in the Avengers. So, yes, I love that. And yeah. I'm seeing the Avengers tonight. I'm crossing my fingers that maybe Coulson will be in it briefly. I somehow, won't tell you. Somehow tied in. But it's that connection. That's what I really love about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And one last question. If somebody's thinking about getting into cosplay, you know, what would you recommend? Where to start? Maybe just some ideas. You know, uh, you, you don't have to spend a ton of money. I mean, you don't have to. No, of course not. The YouTube is a great resource if you want to try building your own. If you're looking to... I want to say building your own. If you want to learn how to sew, if you want to learn how to make props, there are tutorials all over YouTube. Wait a second. Now, I'm serious here. I am going to buy a sewing machine because I have this these visions, right? Do you think a person like me can actually teach themselves to sew? I think you can learn some basics of how to use a sewing machine, but I think we all get to a point where we need some professional instruction, maybe okay. a course, just to review, hey, am I doing anything wrong? A YouTube video can't look okay. at your work and see how you're doing, but I, I, th I think so. And the one thing to know about cosplay is the 80-20 rule. People are only going to notice 80% of the detail from 20 feet away. Ah. They're not going to get up close and expect every seam, every little detail, so maybe a stitch is off here and there. No one's going to notice. Okay. But the internet is a great resource. Now, for me, I'm in a Facebook group called the Spidey Society. And I can get lots of updates on who's making face shells, who's making better suits. Uh, I'll throw in a few names out there. Zentai Zentai is a Chinese company. You can oh, get yes. a, you can get a decent Spider-Man costume for two hundred dollars, and they're improving their quality. Now I get mine from the RPC Studio in Thailand. I think their quality is a little bit better. That's just my opinion. Their suit is probably around four hundred dollars. But you can also find way people. To maybe print your own file, make your own pattern, who could sew it for you. Nice. I didn't know that existed. You, and I have a character, I'm going to tell you off mic what it is, because it's one I really want to cosplay by this fall. Okay. And so it's something I really, really want. I've been wanting for a long time. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll, I'll clue you in, get right. your opinion, okay? Because you're like a mentor to me when it comes to this. You're like, you're like Yoda, you know? <laughs> Thank you. You're Wow. I'm flattered. <laughs> I deeply appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to let you get back to Free Comic Book Day here. I hope you'll come back on the Riley and Kimmy show. We'll talk about cosplaying, just nerd stuff. I'd love yeah, absolutely. that. Absolutely. Right. Oh, yeah. I love talking nerd. I love speaking geek. All right. Thank <laughs> you. Because, well, you know, nerds, geeks, and freaks are all welcomed right here. Yes. Yes, they are. <laughs> oh, I just want to say thank you for having me and coming on to Free Comic Book Day. Well, probably by the time this airs. Well, you know, let's put it this way. Come to Smash Comics and games anytime they're open because they yes. have great comic books they have great games they have activities going on all the time you're a customer of, of yes. here yes they have a great staff if i have a question about any comic they can always fill me in and help me fill in the blanks of what i missed in a certain storyline or even their recommendations i've picked up so many great comics just from their recommendation booth i love it here 
moving around Smash Comics and games during Free Comic Book Day is kind of hard because it is crowded. And but I did find a what I call the King Nerd, one of the King Nerds here, and that is Mister Deland. I'm talking to Earl. Hello, Earl, Mister Deland. Hello, how are you today? I'm doing quite well. Now I know you you are a cosplayer and you love cosplay, and you came out here and helped out. Uh, supporting uh, Smash, doing some cosplay as Captain America. Yes, I did. It had a great day. It was fun. And you got some art from some uh, local artists and uh, somebody quite famous. Yeah, I got some art from um, Mr. John Beatty outside. He drew me a Thor, which was fantastic. Grabbed a couple of prints. And then got some art from this lesser-known artist. His name is George Perez. Oh, that lesser-known artist. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That, yeah. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> nah, George is fantastic. He's one of the greatest ever. Now, you've got two sketches, uh, one as a gift for somebody, and the other one was for yourself. And what was the one you got for yourself? The one for myself was Daredevil. I love that Daredevil, by the way. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's really cool. Now, You've been going to Smash Comics and Games for how long have you been coming as a customer? It was under a previous name, but when you add those years, how long have you been coming? Six years now. Wow, that is a long time. Actually, Wednesday is six years. Six years. Yes. So you can say you are a loyal customer. Absolutely. Now, why? Why? What makes you go to Smash Comics and Games? Let's face it, there's comic book stores all over the place. Why did you choose Smash Comics and Games? David Corporon. Ah, the commissioner. He, uh, my first time in, he treated me like he knew me his whole life. I mean, it was fantastic. And then I got to meet people like you and Billy McRae. And it was just, it's like family here. So I just keep coming back. And they have a great staff with Yvonne, Claire, and Brian. It's just, it's perfect. You don't, you, I don't want to go anywhere else. Excellent. That is fantastic. And let me just ask you, did you get any free comic books today? I did. I got the, um... What was that? I got the the new Avenger kickoff with Miles Morales in it, and the um, Secret Wars kickoff. Oh, very nice. Yeah, yeah. I had to get them. I mean, they they go in the line, so you have to have them. Okay. Is there any comic book you would recommend right now for somebody to read if they've not been reading and they're you know not caught up on? It? You'd say, hey, you want to go to that local comic book shop if you're in Central Florida. You want to go to Smash and read blank. What would it be? Uh, right now, I just started reading Convergence. And I was skeptical about it, but as I'm reading it, it's pretty cool because they're bringing in everybody from different times and universes to fight everybody else. So you could have, like, the Teen Titans from the 80s facing, say, the Justice League or the Suicide Squad from today. So it, it's, it's a good read. All right. Yeah, I have actually uh, one of those covers I really want really bad. Darwin Cook's doing a Superman one of the vintage, you know, Superman look, uh, like the 50s, early 60s look. And I, I just, I'm like, i got to have that. Yeah, I, I haven't seen that. I would love to see it, though. I mean, if he's drawing Superman, it's got to be... It's fantastic. Yeah. It's super. You know, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Go. Well, I deeply appreciate you giving us a little bit of time here, and I'm going to let you get back to the fun and the festivities of Free Comic Book Day. It's always a pleasure talking to you, Earl Mr. DeLand. Thank you very much. I love being on your show. Thanks for having me. Moving along at Smash Comics and Games, I've just ran into, it didn't harm him at all, that is the manager of Smash Comics and Games. It's Brian. Brian, I have to say one big thing. Thank you for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show to Free Comic Book Day. Like I said before, it would not be a party without you two. Well, thank you very much. Now, by the time this podcast is uploaded, which will be 486, will be uploaded and available on Sunday, the day after, how did Free Comic Book Day go for you? Oh, it was excellent. Um, so far, we've had a ton of people come through. We're only about halfway through the day right now. 
Um, but it seems like we're picking back up and getting busy. Okay, now for those who did not make it to Smash Comics and Games for a free comic book day, you have availability of comic books all the time and also uh, merchandise like, you know, statues and, and apparel and things like that they can find right here at the store, correct? Oh, yes, we do. Open uh, not 365 days a year, but probably 363 okay. days a year. Okay, so you'll be open on a Sunday and a Monday and etc. Uh, in the very near future and you have a thing called Previews Catalog available. Uh, I believe probably right near the counter that somebody should pick up if they're not aware of because it's all the product that can be bought also upcoming uh, comic book issues right yes it gives them a good preview no pun intended of all the comic books that are coming out and merchandise and statues and everything good in the world excellent so stop on by smash comics and games and you know become a subscriber that's one of the easiest ways so you don't miss a issue or miss an issue at all and is there any rules to be a subscriber here at Smash Comics? Do you need to be, like, carrying ten titles or something? No, just uh, basically if, as long as you visit us uh, once a month or let us know if you're going to be late, uh, there is not a problem. You can have anywhere from one title to 2,046 titles. Yikes, that's a lot of reading, but that'd be fun. That would be fun. Now, next question, games. You do have it as part of your title, uh, Smash Comics and games. What kind of gaming do you have here? We do a lot of Magic the Gathering, especially on Friday nights for our Friday Night Magic. On Saturdays, we have Pokemon going on at 2 o'clock, and we have Dungeons & Dragons going on at 6 o'clock on every Saturday night. All right. All right. I appreciate you talking to us, and I look forward to the next time you have us back here at Smash Comics & Games. Oh, yeah. We hope to see you real soon. We're at Free Comic Book Day at Smash Comics, and we're moving over into Artist Alley and talking with one of my favorite artists, especially favorite local artists, and I have a, a big reason is because, well, he gave us Riley and Kimmy show logo, and that is Sean Surface. Hello, Sean. Hakuna Matata. How you doing? <laughs> doing quite well. How is Free Comic Book Day going for you? It's doing good. It had, it had a little bit of a slow start, but I guess people do have to eat lunch at one point in the day, but it's been a great show, a great turnout. And I noticed that you have a display of Mandy here, your upcoming comic book. Can you tell me a little bit about Mandy and when the first issue is going to be out? Uh, Mandy is the story of a little girl. Actually, she's not a human being. She's a creature called a nereid. Uh, nereids are uh, a, 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 a sort of a sea nymph based on uh, Greek mythology. And uh, it's just a mainly a basic story about her trying to fit in to her surroundings and uh, to normal human life. And uh, it's kind of hard to do that when you look like you're green and you got blue hair. But she can change her uh, appearance and kind of blend in with her surroundings. It's just trying. It's a it's a, it's a fish out of water story. Uh, she's just trying to blend into this new world and be treated uh, like a normal child. And uh, she's got amazing powers. Uh, she can swim very fast. She's pretty strong. She can lift a lift a like a VW car pretty easily. Uh, she can communicate with sea creatures. And uh, she was discovered floating in the Crystal River here in Florida one day by a, a, a marine biologist who's studying the manatees out there. And uh, first he thought it was a drowning victim of a child. And uh, he just turned her around and realized she was just barely alive and that she, her physiology was quite different. And uh, he kind of took her in and nursed her back to health and uh, raised her. So he's kind of like a surrogate father. Okay. And, when, well, first of all, what age group would this be for? Uh, it's kid-oriented, but all ages, I think, would enjoy this story because it's got plenty of action. It's got a mystery of her origins. But then, as far as you know, grade school kids, they get it. They, I think they would like it because it's 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 unusual 
uh, girl that's just trying to live out a normal life in uh, school and, and at home. So I, I think it'll appeal to both, not only all ages, but both, both sexes. Uh, I think boy, little boys will like it as well as little girls. Now, you're an independent, meaning you're not one of the big guys, uh, not one of them's covering this and, and doing it. You're doing this on your own, self-publication. How long did it take from the concept to when you're debuting it to actually, you know, where it'll be available for the public? Well, to the point where I was going to be comfortable with it, about two years. Wow. Uh, yeah, I got the... I was originally inspired by, uh, of course, The Little Mermaid Tale by Hans Christian Andersen and um, the works of uh, animator Hayao Miyazaki, who's uh, uh, become world famous over the past 10, 15 years. He's a legend over in Japan, and, and he's like the Disney of Japan, and um, he's recently retired, but he still produces uh, animated features. And uh, films like Kiki's Delivery Service, uh, Ponyo, and... Um, uh, some of his uh, more masterful works like uh, Princess Mononoke. It's stuff like that it inspired mainly the look of the book. It's kind of my, my feeble attempt to at do an anime <laughs> or manga. But uh, it, I, I use that style to do the books because for me as an artist, it's just quicker for me to render. I can put pages out quicker. And it makes things simpler and I can still add detail to it. But uh, those are the key inspirations on getting the story going. Plus I have a, a daughter. She's full grown now. She's like 25 this year. And, but I wanted to leave something, kind of a, something that I think she would be proud of. And um, I'm not a rich man, and I don't own property or anything. It's just my art, and this is my art. This is my gift to her. So, Fantastic. Now, when will Mandy be available? Oh, yeah, when? Yeah. When is Mandy coming out? Yeah, you want that to get out. Uh, I, uh, I'm working on getting the issues ordered for print by the end of May, and she will officially be out in mid to late July. And I'll be doing a signing here at, uh, at Smash Comics. All right, Smash Comics and Games in Sanford, Florida, and we will have updated on our website and social media when you're doing your signing. Yeah, and when I got a specific date for her release, believe me, I will promote it, and you guys will be the first to know. The Riley and Kimmy Show has moved out into Artist Alley, into a different part of Artist Alley. There's two areas of Artist Alley. That's how big Free Comic Book Day is at Smash Comics and Games. I'm now at the Art of Ravenwolf table, and I'm talking to Graven Ravenwolf, artist and promoter. And I, I want to know how, first of all, did Free Comic Book Day go for you at Smash Comics and Games? Oh, yeah, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. We, um, we're doing great. We're having a good time. You know, uh, every year, it's our third year doing it, and every time it's a great welcome. You know, have people coming out from all over to see us. And of course, they can go to any other comic shop, but they choose to come see us, and we're thankful for that. So it's been a good day. We enjoyed it. That's great. Now, obviously, when we upload this, Free Comic Book Day has passed. It's in the record books. Yes, Where will the Raven Wolves be next? Well, we've got a couple shows coming up. Here coming up next week, that would be the 8th, 9th, and 10th. We're in Jacksonville, Florida at the Collective Con. That'll be nice. Um, and then the following week after that, we'll be at Spooky Empire's Mayhem. That'll be the 15th, 16th, and 17th, I believe. Now, I'm definitely going to see you at the Spooky Empire Mayhem. Yes. I will be cosplaying as some various wild characters at oh, that yeah? one. Yeah. Which ones? I I'm going to tell you off mic one of them because okay. you, I know I'm going to make you laugh. Okay. okay? I want to make you laugh and I, I want it to be a surprise. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's going to make you laugh. No so be there and at those locations. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Either one of you 
either one of you do uh, commission work as well. Yes, we do. We both do commission work. Um, Monica's style, like if you've seen our work before, if you haven't, make sure you go to uh, www.artofravenwolf.com. You can see our work. She's more of a portrait fantasy artist style, and her work starts at you know the lower eight and a half by tens uh, originals start at one fifty, and they go up from there depending on size. And then I do uh, more animated comic book style artwork, and those start out at fifty dollars and go up from there depending on size. But yeah, we're always options. You can guys reach out to us at any time. Excellent. And I have links to your website right on our uh, website, RileyandKimmy.com. You know, I'm going to let you get back to the table here, but i got to ask you one quick question before I do, because I know you're my my friend who loves the turtles more than anybody else on of planet course. Earth. What do you think about what's been announced about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number two villains and some of the actors and cast? Okay, well, I appreciate you asking, man. Yeah, I'm a big Turtles fan. I love the fact that they're going to bring Bebop and Rocksteady in. I'm excited. I'm a little opt- I'm trying to be optimistic about it. Okay. Um, the uh, I think Steve Amell was cast as Casey Jones. I was. You, you are. You're reading my mind. I was yeah. wondering how you felt about the Arrow being Casey Jones. I think it's a. I don't want to feel bad about saying this, but it is kind of a similar role in certain ways, you know, protecting what he does in Arrow. He's already a vigilante of sorts. Right. So he's just transitioning that into this character. But, you know, uh, Oliver Queen's more intellectually empowered in the way he handles things versus Casey Jones being that kind of brawler, heavy-handed brawler character. A street character, basically. So I'm interested to see how he handles himself with that type of characterization because it's really got to be a breakout for him. He really, because now he's stepping away, showing people what he can really act outside of that role that he's built for himself. Right, right. You so know. you're excited. I'm excited. Um, I, we've seen pictures of him with the mask. Um, when he's got the short hair right now. I, I'm just weird like that. I know I'm going to get the fanboy rage from people saying it, but I really wish he had the long hair. Maybe they'll bring it in somehow. I don't know. Maybe we'll CGI it in. Wig, wig. Wig, right? Um, I love the mask, but it's a little too over big for me. It's too, like, the bottom part of it's a little more gaudy. Wasn't his mask more like a Jason kind of yeah, mask? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love the fact that the uh, hockey stick has Eastman on it. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, yeah. and uh, I'm excited, though, for him. I like him as an actor. I think he could pull off a great job. I'm just kind of interested to see where they go with it. Okay. Did not, I'm going to move to movies here real Certainly, quick yeah, on you. Go ahead. Did you see the Avengers yet? The new yes, Ultra? Okay. Yes. What is a Raven's review of that real quick without spoilers? I think it's a very solid movie. It's a good movie. It's a, I would say a great movie. It's um, Avengers, the first one, is more of a brighter universe as far as enjoying them coming together, being more lighthearted, but yet very action-packed. This one, they've been together for a while. So it's a little more of a, a darker tone and not like... Not a super dark tone, but it's a little heavier. They've been fighting for a while. It's a little more serious in the environment, but it's still got the laughs. It's still got the jokes. It's still a good, cohesive unit, and uh, it's very fun. There's some aha moments in there, that Easter eggs that I didn't think would happen that makes you, like, erupt in applause. So okay, really okay. Good. We, we don't want to spoil here. No, of course. Do you think people, parents is what I'm thinking of, yeah, do you yeah. think they're prepared for Avengers 3 and a half or one? It's actually two parts in the new yeah, the next Infinity one. Wars. Do you think they're ready for the Infinity Wars and the level of darkness that's coming in with Civil War with Captain America? It's definitely a transition with the Avengers. They're doing a good job showing that. It's building to that, so you can kind of get an idea of it. So I think by the time we get there, people are going to see that the universe is really growing into that darkness to get ready for those things. And I think parents-wise, they'll still enjoy it. Kids, that's a whole different depending on what age you're dealing with. Okay. You know? Okay. So. You know, the one disappointment I have, not to be a spoiler, is yeah. no Doc Strange. I'm excited to see Doc Strange because I'm excited yes. for the actor playing him. Yes. Very much so. I'm at, that's like my anticipation movie for the next line of, of, of movies coming out from them. Now, do you think Benedict will, is he going to be uh, by dia, 
by dialectal? Is he going to be using the American accent or will it be the British accent? I would love to see the British accent. Ask the doctor. Yeah, yeah. I think I'd like to see him have, well, not even just the British accent, just a, a deeper type eclectic accent that's not American, okay. maybe not British, kind of somewhere in the middle. Make it his own because he deals with mystery. mystics. Yeah, mystery, yeah, you know, yeah. Someone that you know speaks in those tongues okay. when it comes from a magical standpoint. All and right. you feel confident as an actor he can do that, you know? Excellent. Excellent. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. You're like a brother from another mother with me. <laughs> I you. love talking to you. And that is Graven Raven Wolf of the Art of Raven Wolf. Please go to their website and you can find that right at RileyandKimmy.com. Thank Thanks. you, Graven. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it, man. Our adventure continues at Smash Comics and Games. Kimmy, I'm going to let you introduce the crazy person that we just found, somebody we know who's a near and dear friend of ours. This is our buddy, Megan. Megan, hello. Hi. Megan, why do you, I know you're a big time, long time customer of Smash Comics and Games. What brings you in to Smash Comics and Games besides a bus or a car? Well, as long with my superhero powers that I come flying in on, I do love to see David and all of my Smash comic book family. Really? Yes. And they accept you? They do accept me. I don't know how they do, but they really do. They now, love me, I think. I think that's a point because you're a nerd, right? Yeah, yeah I am a nerd. I and, really am. And this place accepts nerds, freaks, and geeks. Yes, it does. I could be classified maybe as all of those, all the above. And I like that. That's a good thing because that means then you're part of the Riley and Kimmy show. Duh, and you guys are my favorite, so I couldn't have it any other way. But you know, how I met David was I worked at Cinnabon in the mall. He used to always come get me his sodas, and that's when I was like, that's my family right down there, you know. That's why I always love them. Okay. Known them forever. And do you read comic books? I'm just kind of curious. Um, I mean, I have read a little bit, but not a lot. I just like to have fun and I like different things and I like all the nerds so I support them. Okay and I know that you are about to see the Avengers Age of Ultron movie and my question for you is who is Megan's favorite Avenger? Well I do like them all however I do love me some Thor. Chris Hemsworth holler at me. Thor's hammer. I don't even know the name. What's the name on the hammer? I forgot. How do you say the name of the hammer? Uh, how do you say the name of the hammer? Uh, um, <laughs> okay, that, yeah. Okay. That's really, I like that name a lot. That's really good. It's okay. like an M word. I just can't pronounce it because it's Swedish. It does well, you, M. well, you are Swedish, Kimmy. What is the, the word? I, I don't know. Kimmy, come on. Yeah, you're Swedish. Come <laughs> on. Okay. Next time at Outback, I expect the answer when you sit at the table. Well, the, <laughs> you know, this will be a good reason for both of you to watch the Thor movie again. Yeah. To learn the pronunciation. I'm going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to have to. <laughs> All right. So we won't spoil the Avengers for you. No. No, no. Please don't. But there is something that happens in the credits. I'll just tell you that much. In the credits? Yeah. And when the credits are rolling, there's a oh. special thing that happens. Does he announce his love for me? Thor announced his love for me. Can oh, he? yes, he does. For you. Just you. Oh, okay. Yes. Good. He invites oh, you to take a ride on the Rainbow Bridge. Yes. <laughs> Okay, yeah. okay, Megan. I'm, I'm forget, a, forget Jane. Yeah, yeah, forget Jane. It's it's Megan. Yeah, it's okay. me. Yeah. Well, we'll it's let okay, you Jane. we'll let you go pick out some free comic books. Okay. Thanks. Thank you for stopping by the Riley and Kimmy booth. 
I love you guys. I have to say a big thank you to Leslie, the owner of Smash Comics and Games, for inviting the Riley and Kimmy show here. Leslie took a, a bit of time away from customers and came right up to our, our table. And Leslie, I have to ask you, first of all, how is the day going? We're doing really well today. We've had good traffic. People are buying stuff, and they're happy. That's a good thing. You know, that's going to make you actually feel really happy seeing people be happy, right? Right, right. I was up at the front counter, and the kids are getting so worn out up there because the people are just nonstop, and I'm smiling and laughing, and they're like, why are you happy? It's like, look at how can you not be happy today? Well, this is sort of like a Christmas for nerds. Exactly, exactly. Yes. And you, you have a fun thing going on here. It's great that you do this every year, and also you do your anniversary parties uh, every year which are big events as well. Um, I'm just kind of curious of something. How did Leslie get into the world of owning a comic book store, keeping it short here? Uh, Did you always want to own one, or did you just discover the world? I mean, just what got you into this? I kind of backdoored in as an investor. Okay. Um, I was heading into retirement and looking for something to keep me busy, and here I am. Now, I know you're a collector. Yes. Okay? I know you collect Pez's, Pez dispensers, right? okay, yes. Okay, now, I know a little bit about Pez. I know they've been around since, like, 1927, mm-hmm. but they weren't always character-oriented. Originally, right. they were, like, little tins or something. Yeah, like they that. started out as what looked like um, like cigarette lighters because right. they were sold as breath mints for smokers. And they, was it Austria or Vienna or, or Czechoslovakia, right. somewhere right. They, they came yeah. to be? Exactly. And it was the 50s that where they started doing character heads in the United States, if I remember right. Yes, about that time, yes. Now, Pez has been around for a long time, obviously, doing characters, but some of those can be very, very pricey, correct? Yes. Give me an idea of something that is that you would want, that something's really, really hot that, is, that you can find. They, they made space guns. Really? Looks like a little plastic gun that you loaded the Pez and you actually pulled the trigger and it shot Pez out the front. Get out of here. And they had to stop selling them because they were a safety hazard. <laughs> but some of the rarer Pez... Um, Shooters can go for upwards of $1,500, $2,000. Now, I have a feeling, I don't know this, but I have a feeling the original Star Wars stuff would be worth a lot, especially now with the new movies coming to be. Some of the uh, earlier collector sets are harder to find some of the variations. Okay. But they made a lot of them, so unfortunately, Ooh. they it's kind Ooh, of that supply and, yes, supply and demand kind of thing. What about, I have we have fans to the show that are big Wizard of Oz fans. How about the Wizard of Oz Pezzes? Do they do well, or are they not much interest anymore? It hasn't been a lot of interest, but they haven't had anything for a while. They did the one collector's set, okay. and they've never released them as individual pieces, so okay. it's harder to find as the complete set. Is there one you're looking for right now, not necessarily a set or maybe a set, that you're actually wanting to find? There was a small set made of what they called soft heads, and they were the superhero soft heads, but instead of the hard plastic on the top, it was a soft, spongy plastic. Wow. And those are kind of hard to find. Okay. And they can be pricey when you do find them. (laughs) And I know you go to conventions, actual Pez conventions. Right. I've never been to one. I've been to a lot of, you know, conventions, superhero or Mm horror-based, you know. Uh, What's a Pez convention like? The big one's coming up in uh, July up in Cleveland. That's the big international. Okay. It's their 25th year this year, and they have probably six or 700 people coming from all over the world. Whoa. Um, there's people from Japan and Austria, and um, there's somebody coming from Israel, and they just we just kind of hang out and have fun and trade now, and sell. I was going to ask you, do you load up? 
some items that you're going to trade and try to find something? Yes. Yeah, okay, I was curious yes. if you did that. Yes. I uh, take my big suitcase with me, and I usually sell enough to pay for my hotel room. So. Nice. Last Pez question. Okay. Okay. There's the big fire. What's the one Pez you will save? Probably my Batman with cape. Oh, get out. You got a Batman with cape? Yep. Whoa. I, I'm liking you even more. Yeah, I got a Batman with cape. He's nice. kind of rare, especially with the, still complete with the cape. Nice. Now, for people who He's have... coming sh- with me. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Now, I know, you know, people think Pez, sugar, yeah, but they actually have sugarless or sugar-free stuff for right. the Pez, right? For Most people like me. Most collectors don't eat the candy. Well, see, I can't do that. We, you know? we've, we've reached that point. I eat the orange. That's about the only All flavor. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everybody has to have a vice. That's right. Okay. That's right. All right. And I, you know, I'm going to let you get back to the customers and everything here. I deeply appreciate this. But when, I'm curious. One more question. Ready? Mm-hmm. Do you collect anything else besides Pez? Um, yes. Okay. Can, can you share with us one uh, thing? Lego figures. No. You? Lego figures. Have you seen my office? No. You've not let me see your office. I'll show you my office. Oh, all right. I get to see your office. Have you been doing that for a long time or did the Lego movie cause you to get into the uh, No, I've, I've done it for a while. I, I collect lots of little stuff. Okay. All right. So, yeah, all right. I've got... Well, thank you. Lego all right. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie, for inviting us here and for taking some time to talk to me. I deeply appreciate well, it. Thanks for coming. Visit RileyandKimmy.com to connect on social media and for archive podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.